Capitol Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The Simpsons will outlive us all. The Fox sitcom renewed for seasons 33 and 34 through 2023, extending its streak as the longest-running primetime scripted series in TV history. Show creator Matt Groening joked in a statement that they are planning a lot of big surprises, including Bart celebrating his 10th birthday for the 33rd time. (laughs) The Simpsons premiered in December 1989 and will hit 700 episodes later this month. Wow, two more years of The Simpsons. Well, the last time I tuned into a new episode, it was as funny as ever. And, um... My kids love the old episodes. Where do we see those? Is it Disney that has all the Simpsons episodes? Uh, yeah. Correct. Yeah, so this Disney was technically Plus, yeah. Disney renewed the Simpsons. Number one, by far, show my kids beg me let them watch is the Simpsons. Wow. And I wow, pick an episode that I that I remember being okay. Sometimes I'm not completely right. Um, <laughs> not the monorail again. <laughs> the Simpsons. Monorail. Monorail. The, the Simpsons movie they absolutely love. Yeah. And my kids are grown exactly the same. That's great. I watched the, an episode of The Simpsons last night. Funny coincidence, for the first time in many weeks, just busy and doing other things. But it was uh, the episode where Bart had become a caddy at the uh, heretofore unmentioned country club there in the middle of Springfield, which they actually made jokes about that. And he was making huge tips by sucking up to the rich guys. And Marge was troubled that Bart had become a suck-up. It, it was pretty amusing, although it did traffic in some unfortunate stereotypes about golfers. That sounds good, like something my kids would like. It was good. Uh, so, uh, bad China news. One, an op-ed piece in the Wall Street Journal that says Hong Kong is now just another city in China. It's over, saying it's just another commercial center. Uh, it, I haven't traveled to Hong Kong, but this guy has back and forth and has for years and said it's it's clear that it's just another city in China now. All the all the markings are there. And we had wow. the story the other day that all the leadership, and I mean like thousands of people that were involved in the protests for the last couple of years to try to keep Hong Kong free, um, they're all either in exile or jail or just their whereabouts are unknown. But So that's over. They did what they wanted to do. The big, giant, oppressive country that is China either locked up or scared off everybody that was in the opposition and... and Got the politicians and changed the laws and took over the city. So it's they part are of China. amazingly effective at oppression. Stunningly so. And Frighteningly this, so. And this headline today, this is a Wall Street Journal exclusive. WHO investigators scrap plans for a report on the COVID-19 origins. They've just given up. <laughs> a, a World Health Organization team investigating the origins of the COVID-19 is planning to scrap an interim report on its recent mission to China amid mounting tensions between Beijing and Washington over the investigation and an appeal from one international group of scientists for a new probe to start over. The group of two dozen scientists is calling for an, uh, in an open letter today for a new international inquiry. They say the WHO team that last month completed a mission to Wuhan, where the whole thing started as we, as we know, had insufficient access to adequately investigate possible sources of the new coronavirus, including whether it's slipped from a laboratory. Their appeal comes as the U.S., which recently reversed a decision to leave the WHO, lobbies for greater transparency in the investigation. So this is good news for people who thought, uh, like me, that the Biden administration might be too soft on the, on the WHO and then China. I, I didn't have a problem with Trump just getting out of it. 
But other people argue, no, you got to stay in these things and reform them. And that sounds like what the Biden administration is trying to do. They're rejecting the report that Mm -hmm. the WHO put out last week because it was crap, as we told you. They weren't allowed to go various places. Um, They were given no data, zero, as they pointed out, like no PowerPoint presentations. No, they didn't give us any paperwork of any kind. They just told us some stories, wouldn't let us go some places. Uh, kept us away for two weeks, made us agree to put in the report that it might have come from frozen fish from another country, made us put that in the report. So the Biden administration rejects that report from the WHO, and so they're going to start over. I like that. That's good. I do, too. I absolutely do. I appreciate the candor of saying, look, we didn't get any access. This is a joke. If if we, we, the people, the media, whomever, had... Uh, just uh, taken the report and swallowed it and and repeated the lies like has been happening until now, pretending as though the WHO report was anything but a whitewash by China. That would have been truly discouraging. This is good news to me. We by far give them the most money, by the way, the WHO. It's not even close. China, by the way, Beijing is pressing the WHO to investigate other countries, including the United States, to investigate whether or not the coronavirus came into China via frozen food. So China is saying, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, well, you need to do an investigation in the United States to see if they sent us coronavirus frozen fish sticks. And that's how the whole thing started. What a joke. So it's good news, but continues to be obvious. There is a worldwide battle for everything that is good and decent going on between the United, well, all of the world, led by the United States against China. Where the next uh, step leads us, I don't know. This too shall pass in the outrage over this stonewalling of the investigation, even though it's a, it's an enormous story, a his, truly historic story, the pandemic and its origins in China. They will continue to give the stiff arm until the calendar flips and we're on to other things, and they will have, at least from their perspective, won the round. They committed the horrible atrocity, but were not uh, held to account for it, so... Uh, China, China as an issue is going to be around for a very long time. Oh, heck I yeah. I will seek to educate my children on it because it's going to be their issue too. Uh, closer to the homeland, I find this interesting. Uh, there seems to be an evolution in the question of police immunity from lawsuits, the legal liability protections um, that protect cops. Uh, and, and I don't want to shoot off my mouth on this because... Anybody who is 100% one way or 100% the other, I think, is is full of crap. You cannot have, you cannot send forth peace officers onto the streets to deal with chaotic, violent, quickly unfolding situations and say, and if you screw it up, we're going to let everybody sue you. You will have no cops. No cops. On the other hand, if you have some rogue cop willfully, gleefully violating people's civil rights. The idea that they can be protected from uh, liability, well, that's sickening as a citizen of a free country. So we can tell you about some of the developments on that topic, even though, you know, that was the only topic last summer. Now nobody's talking about it. Or two summers ago, I guess. Or was it last summer? They did the guarantee. This was last summer, yeah. They did the guaranteed income experiment in Stockton, California for a couple of years with 125 people. How did that work out? We can take a look at that. Also, have you gotten the vaccine yet? I haven't, but nine apes at the San Diego Zoo have. Pardon me? I said nine apes at the San Diego Zoo have gotten the coronavirus vaccine. 
it's kind of an experiment, I guess, because it can leap from human to beast and back. What am I doing with the apes in this scenario? Sweet, sweet love. Oh. Um, I uh, I don't know if I like apes getting it before me and my family does, but... Soon you're going to have a planet of them. I'm warning you. Maybe. So all those stories on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Joe just asked me off the air, what order do we want to do stuff in? I've got so many little stories. You know, I do, too. I mean, we could just go back and forth, back and forth if you want. Straight WNBA star out with an interview saying the lesbian culture broke my spirit. Talking about how difficult it was to be a straight woman in the WNBA. Hmm. Um, I don't know anything about that. Heard that sort of thing a few times before. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, well, there certainly is a uh, feeling in the air that instead of seeking justice for all uh, groups that uh, were disempowered, when they gain power, want to punish instead, or hate on, for instance, white people or straight people. You know, we got the uh, the point was made in an email. We were talking, I guess it was last week, something like that, about why uh, there was a huge increase in the proportion of uh, youngsters who identified as gay or lesbian or bisexual or whatever. And uh, somebody made the point. It was kind of uh, similar to a point Positive Sean made. Since they've been taught that heteronormative is bad and evil and that man-woman is just it's unfair, it's brutal, it's uh, arcane, it's, uh, it's uh, you know outdated, um, they just want to list themselves as gay to, to boost the numbers. And to, uh, I don't know, to, hmm. to make straight people feel bad about being straight? I don't know. I kind of enjoy it. But. Dr. Fauci slams inexplicable decision by Texas and Mississippi to lift mask mandates. That's fine. It's not, a, it's not inexplicable at all, doctor. I'll explain it to you right now. It'll take two minutes. That's fine. I, I hope smart people understand what, where he's coming from here. He's got one focus all the time. You know, he's not criticizing them for opening the state back up, having businesses be open. He's specifically just talking about the mask thing in mm-hmm. in, in addition to that. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I say you should wear a mask, and I don't want the state to mandate it. Both. I, want, I like both of those. Um, disgusted mom finds bird brain in bucket of KFC. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would recognize a chicken brain if I saw it in a bucket of KFC. There's a lot of things in there. and mm. What is that? Who cares? I, I like as KFC, my, but... As my mom often said, when I was a child and there was a bug in my Kool-Aid or whatever, she'd say, uh, it's protein. Yeah. Or the old joke. Shh, everybody will want one. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Clever. Comedy classic. <laughs> Waiter, there's a fly in my soup. Exactly. So I'm reading more about this case that's reopened the question of qualified immunity for police officers. The idea that um, they can't be accused of or they can't be subject to civil penalties, um, the the penalty or the lawsuit goes against their, their department, and then the taxpayers end up paying the bill. And it, it has gone way too far in a lot of cases. You can't have, I mean, the, the term is qualified immunity. It's not complete, unconditional immunity. And there are cases where cops deliberately, gleefully, cruelly deprive people of their civil rights. Now, that's a real rarity, and most cops do a hell of a good job. Um, and, and virtually every person who's ever been arrested has shouted, police brutality, police brutality. 
So you have to move carefully along this line. But the uh, Supreme Court just uh, said they would listen to a uh, case about a convicted murderer, actually, in Texas. There was an incident in his cell block, and the guard was pissed off, so he sprayed everybody in the face with pepper spray. Ooh. And the the facts of the incident are more or less uh, undisputed. And the Supreme Court said, yeah, we're going to hear that case. We don't think you can use qualified immunity to protect something like that. Um, it's uh, it's an Eighth Amendment problem, cruel and unusual punishment. So I have an interesting gonna... note on that. Stay tuned. Well, please do. Cruel and unusual punishment. You will uh, you will hear various progressive types uh, trying to tear down qualified immunity in all its forms. I would urge because there's already a terrible shortage of police officers uh, because of the events of you know recent months and years. Uh, move down this road very very carefully, and and for God's sake, let's not separate into R's and D's or liberals and conservatives and start shouting slogans at each other. We're free citizens of a republic we don't want the government to be able to brutalize us uh conservatives libertarians do we of course not that goes against what we think meanwhile we have to admit we send cops into chaotic crazy situations all the time dangerous situations and sometimes they're going to make mistakes and making a mistake should not open somebody up to Mm. a a devastating lawsuit uh, that they violated somebody's civil rights. We need to move carefully along this road. Boy, it is hard to imagine having a job where if you make a big screw-up, it's, you know, it's that life-altering, and you make those decisions often with your life on the line. Right, and incredibly quickly. How many times have I screwed up at work majorly in my life? Quite a few. And it wasn't devastating. Um... Uh, back to the Eighth Amendment. We often emphasize that it's cruel and unusual punishment. Right. As opposed to or. I read that it's okay if it's cruel or unusual. I mean, you, you can be pulled apart by horses. Oh, jeez. As long as that happens all the time. Or you can be beaten to death by a clown, which would certainly be unusual. <laughs> as long as it's quick and not cruel. No, I just beaten it. That would be cruel and unusual. Okay, shot by a clown. Shot with a shotgun. Because you would be instantly dead. You would feel no pain whatsoever. It would be rather unusual to have a shotgun-wielding clown executing people, but it would not be cruel. I bring this up because I just stumbled across it the other day. I was listening to a George Will interview, who's written a lot of great books about conservatism, on why he is a faint originalist, he calls himself. And this got into the, oh, it was impeachment. Remember, we were having the conversation about uh, originalism over impeachment. What did the founding fathers mean at the time by impeachment? Can you impeach somebody after they leave office, parsing various words and that sort of stuff? Mm -hmm. And he said the reason that he can't be an originalist is the Eighth Amendment cruel and unusual punishment. Because he said at the time that the Constitution was written, cropping ears, putting people in stockades and beating them. There were all kinds of things that were horrific at that time when they wrote cruel and unusual punishment. And we don't use those standards today at all. Mm -hmm. So he says, well, that so obviously it doesn't make sense to apply the, what they meant at the time to everything else either. So speaking as a human and not a schnauzer, the ear cropping, that that was considered not cruel and unusual? No, that's what he's saying. That was, you, that was okay. It wasn't considered cruel or unusual at the time. 
Great Scott! So you know, if you were if you're going to be a hardcore and originalist, you'd look back at those times and say, "No, that's that can that can stand because they didn't consider that cruel or unusual." Well, we've evolved, and 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 meanings of words have changed. And he said, "So you have to apply that to other parts of the Constitution too." I thought that was an interesting argument. How how about we go back to pillaring people? Like uh, Andrew Cuomo ought to be in the pillory. Ear cropping. God, that's well, yeah, brutal. But- of course, we don't do it to dogs all the time because we think it looks cuter with their ears up. I don't do it. I don't do it either. My dog's got all his parts, thank you very much. You don't even take their testicles out? Oh, you caught me. I'm a hypocrite or a liar or something. Yeah, in, but in that's, that's for everybody's good. Yeah, I don't need him so all you say to them as you remove their testicles? The I doctor, didn't say anything. If the doctor said that to you, came at you with a straight razor, this is for everybody's good. <laughs> I see your point. I would have to say, <laughs> other than three beautiful children, they've mostly just led me astray. <laughs> Caused me great angst. Yeah. Well, that reminds yeah. me, I saw a Florida man story. A Florida man uh, gets however many years in prison for cutting off her wife's lover's penis. That's the way he handled that. Wait, her? His? Who? He cut off his wife's lover's penis, and now oh, he's going Lord. to jail for it. Oh, Lord. That's gruesome. Cool unusual. Yeah. That's, I wish you hadn't said that. Does that uh, strike your mind as interesting, though? That view of the Constitution? It's, it's, it's oh. made me have to change my views at least somewhat. Whipsawed a bit there. We're back to the Constitution. <laughs> I was still contemplating being separated from my wang. Um, um, buh. I would have to think more about that. That's a really intriguing question. Yeah. Obviously, it's hard to be hardcore originalist after you hear that. Armstrong and Getty. I think it's a big mistake. Look, I hope everybody's realized by now these masks make a difference. We are on the cusp of being able to fundamentally change the nature of this disease because of the way in which we're able to get vaccines in people's arms. And the last thing, the last thing we need is the Neanderthal thinking that in the meantime, everything's fine. Take off your mask. Forget it. It still matters. I don't think that was helpful. I, uh, no kidding. That was one of his greatest gaffes. Talking about, um, it is a little in the area of uh, deplorables. Um, uh, Neanderthal thinking. Um, yeah. The last about, thing we need is Neanderthal thinking. Talking about Texas and uh, other states that are dropping their mask mandates. I wish we could have it. The conversation purely on the should the the state be doing this at the state level because that's where the conversation is to me. I'm pro mask. I don't even know if I'm under a mask mandate. I wear a mask everywhere I go. So does my whole family. I'm not doing it because the government said I had to. I still think it's a good idea. And if most Texans continue to do that, then I think that's. The point the governor was trying to make. Now, if everybody stops wearing the mask all of a sudden because the state dropped the mandate and cases go back up, my my ultimate point was I am perfectly willing to say uh, adults of good conscience can disagree on this. But why not have a conversation about the state's role in making these sorts of rules as opposed to you're an idiot? Right. (laughs) Either way. (laughs) 
For Joe Biden and Jen Psaki and Gavin Mussolini and everybody to leap to their knee-jerk partisan positions without even understanding what Greg Abbott said, without even understanding his statement in which he made it clear that uh, Texans will continue to protect themselves in the way they see fit. Counties still have autonomy. If there's a problem, the county judge could deal with it. He, there was nothing Neanderthal about the thinking whatsoever. And the fact that he dared relinquish emergency powers because there's no longer an emergency, to, to call that Neanderthal thinking is to call the founders Neanderthals, to call anybody who values liberty a Neanderthal. That was an idiotic thing to say, or senile, or both. Yeah, I like. I just like the idea of... This starting the dismantling of from the top on down these uh, these various powers um but speaking of neanderthals which we talked quite a bit earlier in the show about neanderthals and why they're viewed the way they're viewed and yes why we are viewed the way we're viewed many many people already know this i joe getty in the 98th percentile of the most neanderthal uh, dna of anybody on earth my head is enormous my brow is thick my jaw can crack walnuts without effort i'm proud of my heritage very hairy, too. So, uh, human beings ran out of big game to hunt. They hunted big game into extinction. Not very environmentally friendly. No, indeed. I can't believe woke Neanderthals and early Homo sapiens didn't uh, start picketing people and canceling uh, tribes that believed in hunting the woolly mammoth as the numbers were dwindling. But Wait a minute. This is brilliant. I've just come up with an idea for the uh, Dead Flowers next album. It's going to be prehistoric environmental rock. <laughs> Songs like, it's the last master done. We've hunted every single one of them down. So what do you think? Kind of Neil Young meets Og the Caveman. Humans emerged as big game hunters in Africa 2.6 million years ago, hunted large animals into extinction in many cases, or certainly dwindling numbers. Neanderthals went extinct, as we talked about earlier. Nobody's exactly sure why. Uh, Humans rose to the challenge, adopting to hunt fast-moving small game. That transformation to having to hunt smaller game, which was harder to catch, required more energy, more sophisticated tools, and increased cognitive ability. And therefore, our brains tripled in size because of that need. You know, we that makes be- sense. It was- if you've ever seen those giant prehistoric uh, beasts that used to be, for instance, in North America, they were these gigantic, docile, just enormous piles of meat. You just walk up to it and kill it. Man, I mean, how much brain did that take? And they think they would surround them with spears and just keep throwing spears at them until they brought it down. Hmm. Then eat on that for a couple of days. Sure. Sounds yummy. Anyway. I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, so it wasn't anything nutritionally about it. It was the the problems that they were presented with required them to uh, change the way that they uh, addressed them. And or only I, the cleverest survived. Yeah, an evolution thing, yeah. So if you're quick and nimble and able to figure out how to catch this thing, you would you would have kids and they would grow up. And if you're, I want to find a big, dumb, slow animal, you, you died off. I remember when we used to just walk up to cow, cows and hit them with rocks. Now that was hunting. Those people died out. Also suggest... After giving the clap to Neanderthals, that's my theory. You homo sapiens, you gave us uh, STDs. Also suggest that this period of growth allowed for the development of human language, which would have aided in more complex hunting, so they had to get better at communicating. He went that way! <laughs> get him! <laughs> anyway, that's that. I love that sort of stuff. Um... Carl Rove writing in the Wall Street Journal today, Trump's appeal ratings 
Trump's appeal rings hollow at CPAC. Karl Rove, wow. uh, I think it, it, deep down would be a never-Trumper, but he never admitted that because he wanted to stay on Fox all the time. Well, he's absolutely a swamp creature. Oh, no doubt about that. But he thought, like we were talking about earlier, that only 60% of a crowd of Trump's most fervent supporters want him to run in 2024. That's not a good number. So, anyway, that's that on politics. Tiger Woods told police he doesn't remember the wreck. He doesn't even remember driving. Now, uh, I think we're all aware that you can bash your head and forget things. Right. Um, um, that, that can happen. It also happens if you're all ambient up, too. And remember, we had the report from people who investigate these kind of crashes. The fact that there were no skid marks or uh, he didn't break until he was well off the road would suggest that he was asleep or passed out. You know, and people can fall asleep. You can be tired. But as a guy who's got a history of being ambient up and crashing his car, come on now. He doesn't yeah. remember it, and it would appear that he was asleep. And for some reason, they didn't do the blood test where they check to see if you are uh, a DUI guy. Don't they do that with everybody? Is there a reason I why they didn't they do it did. to Tiger Woods? Uh, it's none of yeah. your business. He's famous. Uh, a couple of, a couple He's of things. He's famous. Number one, I was never a big Tiger Woods fan because he was just too good and he whooped up on everybody, and I thought he was a jerk. So I'm not defending Tiger because I'm some sort of tiger honk. Uh, he's he's had severe insomnia problems, so he takes Ambien for that. So it was it's not a getting high thing. It's a, for God's sake, I need some sleep thing. Having said that, he is so rich, you can't even comprehend how rich he is. How the hell does he not have a driver? A really good driver, a charming driver, a driver who's really good at using the GPS, who gets paid $150,000 a year and keeps him from smashing himself, smashing into mailboxes and pine trees and, and, and anybody else. How is that not? How does he not have that? Oh, God, Tiger. I love driving, so I would still drive some if I was ungodly rich. But there's a lot of stuff I wouldn't drive to, like the thing he was doing. Going to some meet and greet photo shoot early in the day. Nah, pick me up. I'm going to sit in the back seat and scroll through my phone or read or whatever. Yeah, it sure sounds like the alarm went off. He still was groggy from the ambient. He nodded off or whatever, and now his life will never be the same. Thank God he didn't hurt anybody else. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, they're trying to start it. Somebody's trying to start a new basketball league that wants to compete with the NCAA and beat it at its own game. It's going to offer high school players $100,000 to skip college on the way to the, their pro careers. So you wouldn't be quite the level of, I can go straight from high school to the NBA, because that's mm-hmm. a, a smallish number. But you're good enough that if you could play and get some attention and make money, you might go to this instead of going to Duke or Well, I believe Kansas current or rules wherever. prevent high schoolers making the leap directly to the NBA. You oh, you least, can't do that at all anymore? No, you at least have to go play professionally overseas for a year that. or something. Yeah. So LeBron would have had to go to play at college? Correct. God dang it. Can you imagine? Or go play in Greece? Can you imagine if LeBron had played at any university? He should have picked like what's the worst school? What's the worst school in the, in America for college basketball? I'm gonna go play there, win the <laughs> NCAA tournament just for fun. God, the way he rolled into the league as an 18 year old, dominating grown men. God, I would love to have seen him in college. Well, if you watch uh, Zion Williamson's highlight films, it's more or less the same thing. Yeah, more or less, I think. Of course, the NBA is dead to me, and you tricked me into talking about it. Well, this I'm trying to talk about the college angle. I, I, that could work, couldn't it? This league, I think the, this league has got some real potential. I'm, here. I, 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 you know, th- there's obviously a lot of cachet with going to Duke, Kentucky, LA, UCLA, wherever you're going to go. There's a lot of cash going to this one. 
Yeah, but this one you get a hundred grand, and if, so, it, if, it, if and if it grew a little bit, it's on ESPN, and you're you're getting all the attention you need to make that leap. I was just going to say, okay, now it's a business story, so I'm allowed to talk yeah. about it. Yeah. Uh, positive, Sean. Would this stay a feeder league, a triple A league? Do you suppose? Uh, yeah, there's no way it could compete with the salaries of anybody good enough to go to the NBA. It, it is designed for 16 to 18 year olds specifically as a bridge to their pro careers, or maybe even if they don't make it to the NBA, I could see other people using this as a bridge to international play as well. I watched a college basketball ta- game for the first time in quite a while uh, the other night, and uh, and the the quality of play has dropped so much in the last twenty years. Uh, just because the kids don't stick around if they can get an NBA oh, sure. contract, and, sure. which is perfectly, I do the same thing. There's a huge difference between a this is my fifth year, twenty two year old, and well, uh, the eighteen year old fresh out of high school. The point I was leading to is that this this new league will further drain the ranks of college. Uh, well, college basketball. It could devastate college basketball and actually make it what it probably should be a student athlete. If you want to come to this university and get an education and kind of play basketball for fun, you can. Meanwhile, the pros can admit they're pros. Yeah. So the, because the NBA can't draft high schoolers directly out, the way to compete and be the best team in college basketball has been to, uh, recruit the players who normally would go to the NBA. So you're blatantly recruiting players who are going to be one and done and leave your, your school after a year. I think this might Without actually. Without their degrees? Oh my God. Oh, the, the, the travesty. Um, the, uh, I think this league might actually return college to what it was. Originally, which is you go there, yeah. play for three, four years. Maybe you can play your way into an NBA position at the end of your four years after honing your skills a little more. Huh, interesting. So it might raise the level of play. I, how it, it might raise the level of play while simultaneously lowering the level Boy, of talent. You won't have all the best. Yeah, you won't have the best players, the, no. the highlight reels that everybody gets Bunch excited of about. Short white guys making chest passes. <laughs> that sounds exciting to me. And occasionally mixing in the bounce pass, but not much. Very high free throw percentages. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> the purity of the game. None of this speed and grace. <laughs> and you don't, I'm guessing you don't have to have any academic or legal hurdle to get over to play in this other league either. Because oh, even, yeah. even with as ridiculous as the whole student athlete thing is, there are some limitations to your criminal background and intellect <laughs> that keep you out of some universities. And there'd be none right. in this other league. What about the uh, plucky junior girls who make a living writing papers for the so-called student athletes? We're going to put them out of work, though. That's kind of a shame. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway. Thought that was interesting. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. We didn't get to that guaranteed income story on how that's turned out after two years. We could touch on that, among other things, coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Coming out and do something about it then. Why don't you come say that to my face? Yeah, can I come say it to your face? I can say it to your face. No, no, no. Get all the vaccines you can and bring them here to school. You do that, you just might get your teacher back. Better watch your backs in school tomorrow. Yeah. We are essential workers. He's offering us 2000 bucks for a vaccination. I just wanted to believe in something that would get me out of the house. South Park, with a new season and a new mm-hmm. special coronavirus episode that sounds like it's at least going to touch on the whole school thing. 
which I would assume they're on the correct side of. I would guess uh, Parker and Stone, yes, are seeing it clearly. You've probably heard about this if you follow this sort of thing. Andrew Yang talked about it a lot during his campaign for president. That's the whole universal basic income idea. And there have been experiments around the world, various places, at various levels, on trying to do this. The idea is you, you give people a certain amount of money guaranteed no matter what. You just, we're giving you the money every month. And the, the hope is by some that, you know, what's, what's holding people back is you're, you're barely getting by. You're working a couple of crappy jobs. You can't, you, you don't ever have time to like get your act together. Um, and, and, and take that next step forward. That's kind of the theory. Or maybe you're stuck on the welfare plantation and you'd lose money by getting a job, that sort of thing. They want to eliminate well, that. Right. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because that's an obvious, that's an obvious one of them. And that, that, that's going on right now where I'm making more money being unemployed than if I got a job. So you eliminate that problem. Now, a lot of libertarian slash conservative type people love this idea as long as you eliminate all the various welfare handout things. So it'd be cheaper in the long run. Like Charles Murray's written an entire book about this. And he's a hardcore libertarian that it'd be cheaper in the long run to give people this amount of money. It would, it would, it would, it would actually boost the idea of be people being responsible for themselves because you're eliminating all the other stuff, you know, and, and he thinks in neighborhoods, people would say, I don't care if that guy over there failed. I know he gets as much money as I do and I'm doing all right. Yeah. He's out of money because he squandered it. Uh huh. Anyway, uh, after getting $500 per month for two years in Stockton, California, without rules on how to spend it, 125 people in California, uh, this is what happened, 125 people in California paid off debt, got full-time jobs, and reported lower rates of anxiety and depression, according to a study released Wednesday. Now, I'll throw in my own caveat from this Associated Press story. I have no idea the level of bias in either the reporter or the people that were putting together this study. Thank you. I have no idea if they came from at the side of we're going to do everything we can to make this sound like it's a good idea or or not. I don't have any idea. They picked Stockton for a couple of different reasons. Um, Size, location, including the location near Silicon Valley, because it's funded by a lot of people out of Silicon Valley who are really worried about how the world's that's Andrew Yang's thinking, really worried about how the world's going to work when computers take over and what people are going to do for a living. And how they're going to survive. Supporters say a guaranteed income can alleviate stress and anxiety of people living in poverty while giving them the financial security needed to find good jobs and avoid debt. Critics argue free money would eliminate the incentive to work, creating a society dependent on the state. The long and short of this is, um, I'll hit you with the the, the punchline here. When the program uh, started in February, 28% of the people had full-time jobs a year. Later, 40% of the people had full-time jobs. So they consider that a pretty big win. So a 12% increase at the cost of how much? Well, if it's legit, it's impressive. I just don't know that it's legit. Hey, kids, it's that time again. With Armstrong and Getty. I realize we didn't get to a lot of the results there, but at least we introduced the concept, if you've never heard of it, of the guaranteed um, income thing, which is going to continue to be a topic, I think. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Michelangelo, our technical director, pressing the buttons in the control room. Michael, final thought. Yeah, in high school, in order to attract women, I tried to work on my chest pass, bounce pass, and a proper defensive stance. But the girls always wanted the guys that could dunk. That's right. So, mm. 
diggers. Chicks dig the dunk. Positive Sean, our producer, I'll bet you could dunk a ball in the day. What's your final thought? Oh, if I could dunk a basketball, I would have never left a basketball court. Really, you can't dunk? No, no, not even close. Uh, but I do feel like I'm going to have to get in contact with Jack's kids, and we're going to have to schedule a calling versus Godzilla viewing party. I think uh, I think we're, we're just going to have a great time watching that. There was a time when I could dunk like a tennis ball or a golf ball, anything that I could like hold in two fingers. But I, I, I could never get the palming the part is the hardest part. Mm, I had a terrible case of what they used to call white man's disease, and I still do, apparently. I, I can't it. jump an inch in the air. It's could terrible. You, could you touch the rim, Sean? Mm, not really, no. Oh. You, can you touch your rim, Joe? Uh, just wondering. No, I don't think I ever could. I'm not making any judgments on this. I just Sounds like you're good. good. Okay. Jack, a final thought you'd like to yeah. share? Good, because only a weirdo would, especially <laughs> at this point in our life. <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> can't believe you're even asking about it. My final thought might be the last time I tried to touch the rim, which I could do easily when I was younger. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> the The amount of stretching that was involved in like putting my arm up and landing and everything like that, I thought I was going to end up in the hospital. Wow, you with your idiotic questioning about who can dunk a basketball, I didn't get a chance for my final thought. It was really good. <laughs> oh, boy. You suck. I hope it wasn't time sensitive, and we can do it tomorrow, because we have another show then. Armstrong oh. and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people thank go to armstrongandgetty.com, and in an unintentionally hilarious video of a protest outside an oil company. So funny. Plus, buy some Armstrong and Getty swag, would you? See you tomorrow. God bless America. When it comes on for you to go, you have to go. So I want to thank you all. I really mean it from the bottom. I want to thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I truly and deeply apologize for it. This is uh, a bad mistake. That certainly sounds stupid. Bravo. I say What would James Madison say? I'm going to scratch my butt. (laughs) And where's my check? And I want to watch the real world. Right. On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty.